this is Mark Seve with Plot Points Podcast. Uh, we are coming to you from a beautiful spring day in Southern California. I'm with um, a good friend and collaborator, author, screenwriter, Christopher Styers. And uh, he's hopefully doing well. Are you? I'm doing just fine. It's a very clear and quiet day here in Riverside. Yeah, it isn't here in where I'm at, but that's... <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know, the joys of living in a very densely populated state, I guess, is uh, is what you, you but you you're in you're in like a neighborhood. So you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. you got you got a buffer zone. So well, I don't. Usual, usually, at least the police helicopter isn't flying over today. <laughs> yeah. Always good news. Yeah. Well, it, I think it's mixed, isn't it? It's good news that they're there. It's bad news that they're there. Right. I mean, yes. <laughs> Anyway, we're film and uh, script, primarily script writing podcast. Uh, you can find us at plotpoints.com. Uh, you can call us at 919 scripts, which is 919-727-4787. Chris's work is all over the interwebs, and he is a published author with eight books and a ninth one to come, I believe, is the, uh, yes. the count. Yes. And you can find him on Amazon or ChristopherStyers.com. So. So what have you been watching lately, Chris, that uh, that has piqued your, in- piqued your interest? Well, I've started watching the second season of Perry Mason. Ah, yeah, I heard. I saw that was uh, that dropped. Yeah. And uh, I just started a new series called The Night Agent. The Night Agent. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a local a local boy, I guess. I think so. Yeah. Uh, author, uh, a local author. Yeah. Yeah, and then I ended up watching all three of the John Wick movies. Mm. It's a very definite type of action film, right? It's, yes. uh, yeah, very, uh, very, uh, abstracted, very much that old style kind of big, bigger than life, uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, I like yeah. Keanu Reeves too. I think you, yeah. you must also. Yeah, I've been, I ended up watching, so I assigned the uh, pilot for Stranger Things to my class. Uh-huh. To talk about and you know uh, episode endings to right. to draw you in, and I ended up I'm on season three again watching uh-huh. it. So I've been because I never saw season I never saw all of season three and or season four, and I guess uh-huh. there's a season five coming up. Or yeah, I and I think that's going to be the final. Right. What's her Millie Bobby Brown has suggested that uh-huh. she doesn't want to want it. She turned down like an enormous amount of money to do a uh, sixth season. So yeah, well, good for her. Good for her. She, she is amazing. You're, yeah. She, you can see the growth in not only the character, but the, the actress, uh, yes. as you go through that, all of them, all of them are, are oh. really amazing. Yes. And then I'm also watching, um, happy Valley, which was, is a British film. And of course uh-huh. the happy Valley is anything, but, uh, oh. Oh. yeah. And then uh, the recruit has caught my eye, and I'm enjoying oh. that quite a bit. Um, so, just really massively good. I haven't watched the Night Agent yet, although it's on the list. Uh, yeah. That's on Netflix, right? Or yes, Prime. I can't remember. Prime, I think. Prime. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. It's so as we talk about every every time. I mean, it's a really a golden age of uh, television. Although there's some writing on the wall. I guess also for me, one of the more exciting things is that star trek uh the uh strange new worlds has been the second season's coming up pretty soon that's oh, good. On, I think, yeah i can't wait i can't wait i love um 
I love that. So I'm going to, I'll be binging, not binging it. I don't know. I think they drop it weekly. So I'll wait until the weeks are all in and then go for it. So Chris, Chris is a, like I said, a published author. He, He has done a lot of writing over the years. Uh, he started very. He started very young in high school or or earlier, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but um, but you kind of threw your your um your your novelistic uh aspirations aside to become a screenwriter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, he's continued to do both. But what do you what have you been working on lately? Well, I'm polishing up a screenplay I recently finished mm-hmm. and I'm taking notes on for a new one. Oh, cool. I haven't, I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do yet. Got plenty of different ideas, but nothing has just grabbed me and said, this is the story you need to tell now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Uh, it, I'm, constantly moving back and forth between two or three projects that alternately grab my attention and then then kind of leave me cold you know i don't know if you've experienced that but you oh. start start off with all these great intentions and all of a sudden it's like eh i'm not so thrilled with this idea anymore yeah um, yeah well unfortunately fortunately or unfortunately i guess we have we have almost free reign i i don't know do you work better with um with a with a deadline or an assignment uh, than you do on your own. I mean, do you do? You, is there more energy behind that? Not either way. Mo- I don't usually have deadlines, mm-hmm. but occasionally, because of class, mm-hmm. I might have a deadline on a certain section, mm-hmm. and yeah, I got to make sure I got that done. I for me, I find that well. So I've been working on. Um, a screenplay. I'm working on two books kind of simultaneously, uh-huh. although one is an anthology. So I'm all I'm doing is going in there and mucking things up. Basically, I'm getting this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and, uh, and by the way, Chris is in the first anthology, Blood Fiction, uh, volume one, uh, and he's in volume two. Also, he's a terrific writer. So we're happy to have him. And then um I'm also working on an article, finishing an article for Creative Screenwriting Magazine that has been one of the bigger challenges I've had uh-huh. to deal with. And uh, I don't want to talk about it yet because cool. it's still, you know, yeah. but it's over it's over 3000 words, which is long. Yes. Um, But I I honestly probably to be honest with, as I just said, honestly, stopped working on it twice because I didn't want to do it. It was it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of a heresy article for me. Um, uh-huh. so I'll just leave it at that. But okay. But I, it's uh, it's fun. I mean, I, I, you know, I've come across. Here's the thing. I, I'm sure you agree. When the one of the great things about being a writer is our ability or our necessity to go in and do research on certain topics. Yes. And you know that makes us smart asses and know it alls and all that stuff. But so be it. <laughs> um, but I, I'm enjoying. I enjoyed. At the end of the process, after I started to work on this article, uh, I looked back and I thought, you know, that was good because it taught me some things and broke some of my preconceptions about certain things. And so it was a very all in all, a very positive experience. Well, good. Yeah. And I can't wait to talk about it uh, down the road because it does have a lot to do with screenwriting, but not not right now. We we, we can't, can't mention it right now. So but um, I'm also 
you know, just putting together this anthology has been a challenge this time around because of everybody's schedules. And uh-huh. uh, so I'm, I'm having fun at it, but not really. You know, it's like one of those uh, I'll be I'll be happy. There's an old saying uh, or an old I think it's Eudora Welty who said, I'm not happy to to write. I'm happy to have written. Uh-huh. And this that'll be the case with this anthology. I'm happy to have put it together, not going through it right now is is kind of painful so much enough of that we're plot points podcast um my my friend and sometimes collaborator christopher styers christopher styers.com is back after a, a hiatus a small hiatus we had uh, dp lyle on the podcast last time and he was a great guest of course um, he's also in the, the anthology to come to, to come up coming up so uh that was great sure. and uh Chris is Chris is, has um, his books are on Amazon, uh, Goodreads, uh, Smashwords. Well, how would you characterize yourself as a writer? What would be the one or two words that describe you? Oh, good grief! Yeah, I thought I'd throw that at you. Um, I mean, you're I, not you're not a liter you're not a literature like you're not a classic literature kind of guy writer. No, right? I, I well, hopefully, I'm a storyteller. Okay, that's a good that's a good definition. Yeah. yeah. You know, is it could I would it be safe to say that the old Mark Twain quote about literature is like like fine wine, uh my work is like water, people drink water every day. I mean, yeah. basically saying okay. he was a storyteller, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I know and you don't write mystery. You don't write like detective mysteries or anything like that. No, uh Rebel Nation had mystery elements in it. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's true. Okay, well, that's, yeah, it's interesting. I think we're probably the same in many ways as far as writers, probably why we get along. Um, uh-huh. I like, I do like, I mean, one of my favorite authors is uh, Jim Butcher, who writes The Dresden oh. Files. Yeah. And he's just plain ass water i mean you you love drinking you drink deeply and you dream i i don't know which book i'm on but i've read almost everything he's written up to this point so yeah so we we came up with this idea that we were going to do a top five list on our favorites i guess nick or not the bet not the bet not like not like uh, well received. Are these our be- These are our, the ones we like the most. The, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead and give us give me your your five top uh, Nicolas Cage movies. Okay. Uh, Moonstruck. Oh, absolutely. Raising Arizona. Absolutely. Guarding Tess. Oh, that's with uh, is that with Shirley, Bess Armstrong? Sh- no, Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine. Okay. The Rock. Hmm. And Con Air. Yeah, you know, that's a Con Air is an interesting choice. It is a good movie and it is a good Nicolas Cage movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not on my list, but I, I liked it a lot. I did yeah. like it a lot. So um, I have I, I have more than five. I'm not going to go through them all, but I went <laughs> I went with Raising Arizona and The Rock also and uh-huh. Moonstruck. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other one that it's an old movie, but it's called Birdie with uh, Matthew Modine. Okay. Kind of an oddball. I don't know if it's. I, I liked it. Lord of Lord of War. Uh, okay. okay. And yeah, and then I mean, I had a uh, an honorable mention on Matchstick Men, but I I'm not I'm not I'm not locked into that. That was not really one of my top five. So okay. 
You know, it's how, well. How many movies did you say he made? Um, over a hundred. Yeah, it's like made so far. Isn't that amazing? That's a st- I mean, that's why you know he's. We talk about him being the Michael Caine of the the American actors because yeah. there's so many. He's in so many things, and you have so much to choose from. He's really quite, you know, quite versatile. I wanted to watch. There was one called the the unbearable uh, weight of massive talent or something like that. Do you, did you run across that? I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah. It's, it's the unbearable weight of, of massive talent is actually, and it, and he plays, he plays himself. He plays Nikki as Nick Coppola, which is since he's related to, um, to uh, what's his name? Francis. Francis Ford. Yeah. It's a, that's interesting, but I wanted to see it. It got great. It's got some great reviews on it, but I hadn't watched it, so I didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. But he's and got his, some. And go his ahead. newest one uh-huh. is called Renfield. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where he plays Dracula. Yes. Yes. Great. Can't wait. Can't wait. I mean, he can chew the scenery occasionally, but he's really yeah. very, very talented actor. Yes. So we do we have a question? Did a question come in? Yes, we oh. have one that came in for you. Okay, you can put on your uh, teaching cap. Oh boy! <laughs> what are the most common screenwriting mistakes? Mm. You know, it seems like I've answered this question before, but there's no doubt that there's an unending stream of answers to this question. I think the most common errors. Are I, there's a couple they go they go they run the gamut. First of all, I think that students or not students, but writers need to learn format and do that properly with the right grammar and punctuation. And it can be argued that grammar and punctuation are less important these days than they've have been. But I w- I'm a very I'm a, very much a stickler about that. So you know the the fundamentals uh, formatting. You know, get the uh, get the slug lines right. Get the narrative right. Don't overwrite the overwriting narrative is a big problem with a lot of students uh, and a lot of writers. And we all suffer from it. We all think we need to tell the reader more than we actually do need. Yeah. And then um, my biggest probably issue is stepping into internal narrative. In other words, oh, okay. writing the character's internal thoughts or writing m- material that's not in evidence. I, I had a um, a group of intro students just we just ended the semester on Thursday. And even to this to this t- to this point, and it was a very accomplished writer student uh-huh. was writing in. He's a blank, 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 which none of that is in evidence. Yeah. yeah there's no way to know that from just r- from just reading the pages. Well, I mean, there's no way to know that from the moment that, that it's mentioned, but you can get it from the storyline eventually, but I don't know. So I, I'm a little bit of two minds of that. Do we, do we, it, does that help our understanding of the script or does it hinder? And my feeling is the reason you don't do that, the reason you don't pre preamble a character and say, he's a, he's a, you know, da, 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 is because when you get to those sections, you have a preconception in your mind. And are, is the reader getting the right information because you've already given them that information? Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So if I say to you, he's a angry, self-destructive musician. If I don't show that in the script, that becomes useless information. And yeah. 
the audience, the reader never gets that information. But if I say, uh, he's a, if I just give the facts, you know, like the old Jim, what's a Friday, um, uh, Joe Friday, Joe Friday, yeah, just, just the facts. Yeah. Just the facts, man. If I just say he's a 48 year old musician who's, who has had, uh, you know, some success or something like that. And then if I get to that point where I want to show he's angry or self-destructive, if I write that scene, then the audience is getting it at the same time that I'm kind of writing it at an appropriate moment. And it's consistent with the flow of the storyline. So anyway, that's to me, those are the kind of the common errors. And uh, you could, you know, this article I was writing about uh, for creative screenwriting magazine at the end of it, I mentioned there's so there's a thousand things to get right in a script. Uh-huh. Um, as you and I know, I mean, we have we've been writing for for decades and we're still struggling on dialogue, on pacing, on character, on just, you know, it. there's no guarantee that because you've done it before, you're going to be able to successfully do it again. Well, that's we're going to probably wrap it up here in a minute after Chris gives us a quote, but uh, just let me mention again that we're Plot Points Podcast. My co-host today is Christopher Stiers at ChristopherStiers.com. His uh, last book in number eight uh, was called Desire and Witchery and is available on Amazon. It's through a traditional publisher, so um, really, really an impressive uh, array. All his books have been have been like that. That's a pretty incredible accomplishment. And number nine, potentially this year, the sequel to Paladin's Journey. Mm, okay, that's a that's a familiar title. And he can be found on on Amazon, Smashwords, uh, Barnes and Noble websites, and just yes. anywhere where fine books are sold. And I am Mark Sevy. We are uh, Plot Points Podcast Nine Nineteen Scripts S C R I P T S is seven two seven four seven eight seven. So nine nineteen. 727-4787 or also or the website plotpoints.com or anywhere on iTunes, Amazon, Google Podcasts, just about the entire planet. Um, so. <laughs> so, Chris, give us uh, give us the the wisdom and uh, and wit of any other writer besides okay. you and you and me. All right, uh, this is from Boz Lerman. Oh yeah, okay. Elvis and sure. Moulin Rouge. Sure, sure. Okay, he said, all good, clean stories are melodrama. Hmm. It's just the set of devices that determines how you show or hide it. Hmm. Good, good stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably true. I would not disagree with Mr. Lerman, ter- terrific filmmaker. Uh, had you ever seen Moulin Rouge? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's really good, really good. Yeah. Well, for myself, for Christopher Styers at ChristopherStyers.com, for all the men and women at uh, Orange County Screenwriters Association and for PlotPoints.com, be inspired, do good work.